Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls. And for the first time since the last time, we are back. It's your friends, Jacob and Ian. And we are here at Ingalls and Ian Podcast for CowboysRideForFree.com. And as always, your good friend and mine. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Happy to be back. Happy to do another one of these. Wish we were in the NCAA tournament is what it is. Um, yeah, but- it should be. Um, yeah, things have been crazy for me. Um, I was putting in like 80 80 hours a week at work for a couple of weeks in a row. So I've been that and then got a concussion this weekend. So that was fun. So I apologize in advance if I start making zero sense, but we'll see what happens. So big news, Keela Boone's deciding to return for another season. Um, I mean, looks like Boynton's keeping the band together for the most part. So they've lost Donovan Williams and now they've lost Keelan Boone. This will be the first time I, since who knows how long that, these twins are going to be separated on the court. I'll just look at Keelan Boone's stats real quick. A lot the prevailing theory is one of the issues is we're losing scholarships, right? Because of the NCAA thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many, but even one on a basketball team is, is a lot because there's not that many scholarship athletes on a NCAA team. Yeah. That's always going to be a, a big problem when it comes to that. And I'm sad to see one of them go. But I think it would have been pretty bad if both of them left. So we got a guy, uh, Caleb Boone, who played 26 games this year, uh, 5.8 points, uh, 2.4 rebounds, uh, a really decent field goal percentage, uh, 56.7. And two years ago, he had a 64.2 field goal percentage. So he's pretty solid, and he makes his shots when he has to. So I'm glad that he is uh, still – around yeah it's really going to depend on if we can get a real score because we i mean you know a couple people they kind of showed up at the end of the season but this is the issue with this team right is they couldn't really score a ton but if they mm-hmm. can start scoring more you know closer to 75 points a game you know they're going to be a really good team next year but it's just that offense can can we actually get a consistent offense because <laughs> if that defense plays like it did it's going to be really good so I will say this. I like where Bryce Thompson is going. I do. Um, toward the back half of the season, he was kind of hitting his stride uh, this year. You know, 10.6 points, six points more than he got at Kansas. His uh, field goal percentage uh, improved. His three-point percentage improved. Everything improved across the board. And, you know, in the uh, against Baylor in that overtime, he had 15 points and nine points against Oklahoma, zero points against Iowa State, but 11 points against Texas Tech in that last game. Yeah, he really did seem to start, you know, coming on black back half the season. Um, so hopefully he can live up to that building he got when he went to Kansas. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a decent start. He had, you know, 14 points, 12 points, but there was just a couple of times where he just like couldn't get together. Then he did really well down the stretch. He had multiple 20-point games in uh, conference play. Shot really well uh, for a lot of the games, a little over 50% for a few of those games, not all of them. Uh, He had a really good game against uh, Kansas State. He's averaging 41.3, and I assume that – this is also assuming that Avery Anderson is going to go in the draft. So I think that he'll become the primary ball handler. That was about Uh, to be my question. Do we know if, if Avery's coming back or not? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen I, official one way or the word other word about it. I've been assuming that he's going to, cause that he, cause he tried to last year and he, you know, he stayed. So 
I mean, he really, you, you want to talk about someone coming on late in the season. He, he came on pretty strong late in the season. Yeah. Well, he'd always been a guy that had done that for sure. Like even, um, even in the, um, you know, NCAA tournament last year, we were like, Oh shoot, Avery Anderson. Like this will be the guy to uh, replace Cade. Um, and that role was kind of, well, it's hard to replace Cade essentially going to be rookie of the year this year. Oh, it, it would be a travesty if he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, who else would it be? I don't even know. I, mean, I don't follow. Um, I, don't, I don't follow the NBA that well, and um, even though I and I know he's going to be rookie of the year. Well, there also is Evan Mobley, who's done a heck of a job um, in Cleveland. I mean, they're the they're a six seed right now, but he's also playing with like Jared Allen. Sweet. So I think he's like a power forward or something, but I think Cade has the second best odds, but I mean, yes. we'll see. Yeah. Avery's last one, two, four. Yeah. He put up 14 or double digit points in eight of his last nine games, including multiple 20 point games, a couple 15 point games. So hope he comes back. That'd be a lot of firepower. Yeah. I mean that I'll be really high, but I also want to see the young guys get some play in time in, you know, mm-hmm. I think, and again, I don't know if Likely's leaving or not, but we'll see. But I want to see what Rondo Walker. I want to see. I want to see what some of their young guys can do. And the guys coming in, I know we got one guy coming in. Uh, some school in Texas has a four star. Can't remember the name, but yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with the basketball team. I didn't expect this many people to stick around. So just can we score? That's really the only question because <laughs> we know the defense yeah. is good. I think a lot of it will have to be on the back of Bryce Thompson for sure. Well, let's see if he can live up to it. So transitioning over, what do we think of the new hire by the uh, women's team? I think it's interesting. She has had a uh, NCAA tournament appearance at the University of Kansas City, which are called the Kangaroos, which I think is you know sick. This um, feels like a very OSU hire in some respects, you know, because she is. From this part of the world, you know, grew up in Kansas, played at Wichita State. She's probably dirt cheap. Uh, I mean, her, her contract could not be that much if she's coming from Kansas City. No no offense to anybody that went there, but that's not exactly your your powerhouse program when it comes to women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, the last two full seasons, 21 and 10 and uh, 23 and 9, and I think they were going to make the tournament um, in uh, 2020, uh, if not for the pandemic. Yeah, she won whatever their conference is, Summit League or WAC or something, yeah. Coach of the Year that year. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she's she seems good. It's an interesting hire going that young. Uh, but that is like the trend in most college sports now. Like how how young was like Lincoln Riley when he got hired? He was like 30-something. You know? Yeah, he was around the same age because I think she's 34. Yeah, 34. And she's been she's been around Fort Hay State as an assistant, Nevada as an assistant, Kansas State as an assistant, now Kansas City. So she knows the area pretty well. She probably recruits to those. Uh, About to say, Kansas. like she knows this area pretty well, and she's already kind of recruiting it. I mean, you know, she's going to be coming down into like Tulsa, and you know, especially Eastern Oklahoma, trying to recruit mm-hmm. to Kansas City because it's not that far. It's only like three or four hours. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another reason I think it's like, this is a very OSU hire. It feels like somebody, you know, that they're like, okay, she can recruit. Things are built in, um, you know, from all of it. And 
I kind of feel bad for her because from all I can tell, she's inheriting just a really rough team. I don't want to call it a dumpster fire, but they were not good this year. They they were not. And um, it's kind of out with the old and with the new. I mean, Jim Littell was 66 in this last year. So getting some young, young, uh, some young blood in there and hopefully it'll work. Yeah, they were nine, the hope, and, at least. nine and 20 overall. It's just that's rough. Um, yeah, I mean, an 81 and 65 record overall. That's not by, bad by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, she's 40 and 31 in conference play. I know it's a weaker conference and she has, you know, zero NCAA tournament bids, but the WAC and the Summit League, they, they're a one big, one bid lead. And you basically have to play perfect basketball for a week straight. I mean, and that's just how it is. So I think if people are concerned about the lack of tournament appearances, don't be. I wonder, because you, you know it's got to be a question interviews, right? Like, she must have just crushed how what's, how she's going to use that transfer portal. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear in the next, like, two weeks, like, three mid-major transfers come over that are going to be doing serious minutes next season, which is weird to say mid-major in women's basketball because there's really, like, 10 teams and then everybody else mm-hmm. it's getting better because it used to be like three teams and everybody else and look like you know you're not going to compete with uconn so not try to do what you can't you do have to deal with baylor but if you can compete with baylor i think that is you know massive that's huge yeah i mean but yeah baylor they're very good good in all the basketballs uh yeah so i really hope we see something good out of her it's, it sucks that the women's team has been kind of floundering for a while um it's also kind of sad to see you know the former coach go yeah he was having um having a, a rough go of it but you know he took over the program in a really tough time when the crash happened in 2011 and uh so it's always kind of weird when you got to let somebody like that go just because he was there but you know, eventually it, it's still a business and you gotta, you gotta win. Yeah. You do. You do gotta win. All right. What, what's next? Uh, let's see. Uh, both the, uh, softball and baseball team, like at one point to think the baseball team was like seven and six and now they've run like seven of their last eight and yeah, so they're eight of their last nine and one seven straight. So they're really rounded into form for conference play. Uh, the women, they lost that three in a row early in the season. They've lost three cents. So they're really both looking like they're finally living up to their billing um, preseason. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering if it just took just a little bit of, oh, what is it? Just a, just a little bit of a push, you know? Sometimes you just need a little oomph to get you there, and sometimes you start out rusty. And uh, I mean, you look at—I mean, we're talking—we're talking baseball or softball. Yeah, both, both of them both. have been on crazy good runs. I'm just saying, you look at—I mean, softball. Miranda, uh, Miranda Eilish, who you know wasn't throwing her best stuff in that the tournament in Florida. She now has like two no hitters right. and, and like third player of the week honor, like pitcher of the week honors or something. Oh like that. yeah, she's just getting awards on top of awards. So. Well, That's been really phenomenal to see, and she's gotten her groove back, which is really impressive to see because I, I was down a little bit, but gotten under control as yeah, they end the big uh, Big 12 play against uh, Texas Tech this weekend. Right, and like Morgan Day, like she's been throwing a lot of nasty stuff as of late. She's got a no-hitter, uh, just all sorts of 
you know, that we've just been, the pitching finally came around, I think is really what it boils down to. The pit, the pitching, I feel like it always been there. No, I mean, they weren't pitching to their potential because there was a while where our team ERA was way up there and it's come down quite a bit. So uh, it's uh, like it had been like a bat problem. Cause I feel like we weren't ranking it, raking in as much runs as we needed to. And I mean, now we're, that is something that that is also true. Cause like there were a couple games at the beginning of the season, 125, 120 batting average, but they've been hitting mm-hmm. over 300, almost every game for the last month. And a lot of those games over 400. So the, yeah, the, I mean, it, it's just, everything's clicking right now. It's really just, you know, what it comes down to, uh, so, I, I mean, it's still OU and everybody else, but, uh, you know, uh, there's there's a really good chance that the, the women are going to make a really deep run uh, this year. I just need to see what they do against, like, Texas, Florida State, and OU. I just want to see what they do there before I make any, like, decisions. They've done really well thus far, but against uh, not necessarily lesser teams, but just teams that aren't. Like, they're not Washington or LSU or – they did well against Michigan uh, that one day. So that one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure it's going to – the tail of the tape will be uh, once we really get into conference play and if we can play OU tight. Mm-hmm. But, my God, I hate to talk about OU, but – so Oklahoma State's team ERA point or 2.19, OU's 0.71 ERA. That's just – ungodly <laughs> they are built different man they're they're built different and that's all you could really say man yeah well here's hoping they, here's hoping we can make a deep run and just like really start bringing in those recruits and transfers and all that stuff that that's the goal it's the goal man it's but this softball season is wild so you never know hey man it seems like 2021 into 2022 has been crazy the ncaa tournament's been kind of crazy you know it's just been everything has changed with transfer portal and all that stuff yeah and baseball is what are they ranked in that in the one of their polls i think it's relatively high i don't remember what it was i think it was nine yeah last time i looked i thought they were still top 10 yeah number nine according to d1 baseball top 25 because they're of a like they're on a seven game winning streak their last loss was march 10th beat BYU uh, twice in that series. Uh, played really well against Arizona State as well. I don't know how far it's we've gone because it's it's been a minute. So and then they've won yeah two straight at BYU, Dallas Baptist, and then clean sweep of Seton Hall. Uh, and they weren't relatively close ten to three, eleven to one, eight to four, six and four in that Seton Hall series. They have Oral Roberts tonight. Yeah. In a uh, classic uh, week game, and then they start conference play against Kansas. The Big Twelve is brutal, in so uh, so Texas is two, Oklahoma State's nine, Tech is sixteen, TCU is nineteen. I mean, that's gonna it's gonna be a tough baseball season. I thought TCU would be be higher than that. I guess they did just lose their coach. Yeah, they're fifteen or fourteen and five. I guess I guess who they've lost against because Old Miss, who's number one, is fifteen and four. I guess it's just who you're losing to, right? Oh, yeah. Tennessee Texas has lost to like Charleston College or something. Baseball is weird. Like you, you just 
the traditional powers are generally traditional in baseball, but that's been changing. Cause if you look at the top 25, they're almost all for major conferences right now. Oh yeah. Cause it, but it used to be like coastal Carolina was really good. And Cal state Fullerton was really good. And that, you know, those kind of schools, Fresno state, Fresno state was always good. Yeah. But the only ones from non power conferences, you got Liberty well, Texas state is ranked 20th. And then Gonzaga and the rest are all from major conferences. This is a shame. It's a shame because you, because they do a really good job at having the, um, like those like power, now group of, group of five conferences. So, yeah, man, that football money's flowing everywhere because yeah, right now you've got one, two, three, four, five SEC teams in the top 10, top eight. <laughs> Let me rephrase top eight. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do, man? Just, just um, get better. Yeah, just be, just be better. <laughs> be better, guys. Um, so, you know, how's your bracket looking? <laughs> uh, one of them's not too bad. One of them, I'm sitting at like eighty-seven percent. Baylor going down hurt. Um, that is for sure because I had the final four in both my uh, both the brackets I did. Um, so that hurts, but I'm still alive for my office pool. So, because I'm second right now and the guy above me had, I don't remember who they had, but they're already out winning it. So, if, cause I have the Zags winning it all this year. So if oh. they go, um, so I've got a chance to win what three more, at least three more games than he, than they do. So uh, that'll be really good. I think they had like Kentucky or somebody winning it all. I don't remember. I had Kentucky as my runner up. I had Arizona winning it all. So that was a, I was like, oh, cool. St. Peter's won. But at the same time, I was like, you got to be out of all the games, you know? Like, I knew Auburn was going to lose in the second round. And this is the worst part. Like, I picked USC over Miami. That stinks. I was constantly going to my final four for whatever reason. That what a lot of people were high on Wisconsin. Should have been high on Providence. I've loved, I love Providence. And I said they would lose to South Dakota State. I'm like, you it's always the it's always the upset that you don't have. And I hate it. And the upsets you do pick, they lose. It sucks. I'm gonna do it next year. Totally gonna do it next year. Well, the, the perfect bracket, the first time ever, the perfect bracket. I was not even about the perfect bracket. It's just like trying to be somewhat accurate with it. <laughs> like if I were to get three out of the final four picks and the national champion right, I feel like that's a good day. I mean, that would be pretty good. But I mean, three of the it, grand is getting harder, especially with super seniors and transfer portal. But three out mm-hmm. of four, because it, it tends to be even once you get into the the actual like elite eight final four, it tends to get pretty chalky. You know, like a lot of two and three seeds and one seeds. So I mean, it's not. I mean, I've, I think I've done like two of the final four and picked the champ right a couple of times, but. uh yeah, no, I and I was on a whim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. Oh, wait, you know what it was? So there was a graphic. It was like when North Carolina played Mount St. Mary's. It was like, oh, no, it was Nova that played them. And it was like, all right, well, they made – and then I think they got upset in the second round. It's like, well, whoever beats Mount St. Mary's in the first round always wins the national championship the following year. So for a year I had – I made a note, like Villanova national champion 20, 2018, I think. And they ended up winning. I was like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever beats Mount St. Mary's the year before. Okay. Good to know. So, like, if they ever make it again, because I think 
because I think North Carolina faced them in 28, 2008, 2008, one in 2009 as well. So I got to find like their tournament appearance. I can do that later, but yeah, and we got a spring camp for football is upon us. So I'm sure we'll be getting a lot of, uh, a lot of football news here soon. Gundy had some interesting stuff to say about the, like what the university is doing for like the football program outside of like coaches. Apparently they've given like all the people in the football program who support it, like a bunch of raises so they won't go anywhere else. <laughs> so the, I mean, that's the part of like, you don't see like all the people, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, he was also talking about how, you know, he thinks with the transfer portal and everything, it's going to be hard to keep three scholarship quarterbacks on your roster. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be. But I also I kind of take everything in spring football kind of like a grain of salt, because the way I the way I view it is that it doesn't matter. It matters. For, in the, for me, you, the, you, this is your appetizer. Right. Well, for me, it's great. more about are the young guys making progress? That's really, you know what I look for because, you know, they're, you know, a lot of them for set of reps, you know, so, you know, and also something else I read that was interesting. And this is one reason why making a bowl game is so important. So um, spring football is 15 practices. We got 15 extra practices because we made the Fiesta Bowl. We got a spring's worth of practices that a team that didn't make uh, a bowl game don't get. And that's a lot of work. That's a lot of practice. Yeah. But I, I, that's a, a rule the NCAA teams, needs to change. Huh? A lot of teams get that, though. Right. But a lot of teams don't. And that's why the teams that, I mean, that's why a lot of teams tend to stay better is because their kids are getting more reps. So I think it's, I've always, and I've thought this for a long time, the NCAA should change that rule to give basically a winter practice something, maybe not 15 practices, but maybe 10 or eight. Just so, because if you're always getting, like, if you're like, you know, Bama or Clemson or whatever, you're getting like 18, 19 extra practices a year. So guys way down your depth chart may or may, you know, may or get more reps than another kid. Right. So there really should be some kind of change there in allowing teams to practice during the winter when they're not involved. Yeah, that's probably fair. But again, like baseball, you'd also just be better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. i mean but it is a competitive imbalance right i mean that's just part yeah. of it yeah so make it make it a little bit more fair not that the ncaa likes to do that but you know a boy can dream but yeah. it, the practices is what's important about making the bowl game it's yeah the bowl game itself is great but like if you want your football team to stay good you got to be getting those extra reps in no definitely 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 what else we got well, i think that's all i've got uh kind of a short one today kind of a not a ton to talk about right now. I'm sure we will once uh, we start getting into conference play for for baseball and softball and everything else. And I'm just happy to be back. It feels like I've been away forever. So uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, sorry it was a short one, but uh, we'll see you all next time.